Welcome to episode 76 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Joining me on this episode is Jason Trenzer, currently a member of the band's Generation Kill, Thanatonic Desire, and the band Trenzer. Having Jay on the show sort of completes the lineup, as it were, of both the pain method that he was previously in, as well as Thanatonic Desire, in that I have now had every member of those bands on the show. So it was cool to talk to Jay about... Uh, about all the different bands that he's in, bands he's been in, he's in a bunch of cover bands as well. It was a really, this was a really funny interview. There was a lot of uh, laughter between he and I, and I think that you guys are really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here's Jay. What's up, everybody? It is Jay Bunny. I am here once again at Dingbats, sitting outside in my car after a show. Well, still in the middle of a show, actually. Joining me today from the bands Thanatonic Desire and Generation Kill and Trenzer. Jason Trenzer, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing well, and no one saw me do that. <laughs> oh, uh, I gave you a little, uh, you know, hang loose thing with my hand, and I'm like, oh, wait, we're being recorded. Yeah, no, no video on this No one. video, all right. So, there you go. So, how you been, man? I've been well. Haven't seen you since the Generation yeah. Killed yeah, uh, show. Yeah, like two months in now, like a month and a half a month ago. And a half, yeah. Like early... Dead by Wednesday? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Thanatotic Desire. That's right. And Return to Darkness. Yeah. So I feel like all that... my friends, every band. <laughs> well, it's like the last two times I've seen you. You're doing doing uh, double, double duty. Yeah. So I, I first became aware of you because of Generation Kill back in 2012 when they were getting played on Liquid Metal. Saw the band live here for the first time with the band Kill Devil Hill. Oh, you were at that one. That was, I was. We had to set up the drums on the side of the stage, I believe, at that. Yeah, show. I remember. Give them rope. Their drummer Chris Hamilton. He set up their drums on the floor. Yeah, right on the <laughs> side. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I got to meet Carmine Apice. Yeah, yeah. Or Peace, whatever you want to freaking call him. I got to meet Carmine because yeah. he was here coming to see his brother play. Right, right, yeah, because Vinny was in still in yeah. the time. And and uh, he's if any of you've been to Dingbacks, so I was by the backstage door. Okay, and he's walking on the street across the street, like going past Dingos, and I go, I'm like, hey, Carmine, and I waved, and he's like. Waves back and he comes over and starts talking to us. I'm like, like, dude doesn't know me. <laughs> like, that was really cool. And I started talking to him about cactus wow. uh, because well, we used to do evil, but their version of evil, okay, which is so much better than you know Derek and the Dominoes or anybody else. All right. So there were so many people. If I remember correctly, there were so many just random famous metal people at that show because I, I think because of who was it yeah. Was in the I band. mean, well, it was you know. Uh, Rex, Rex was in yeah. Vinny, and I'm like, I don't even. Who else was in it? I don't well, remember other, right well, now. <laughs> well, I think those were the two. I those think were those the, were the two like draws, right. like main draw. I mean, neither of those guys are in the band anymore. Right, and then it was just like you know, like a guitar player like me and a singer like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you those go. guys are still around. Still a great band. I actually I had them on the show sometime within the last year. They played here at Dingbats too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh freaking cool. Yeah. yeah, they got everybody coming here. Yeah. I mean, I want to see loudness. I, I've come here as often as I can. May seventh, it's a Thursday. I can't make it. I got students. Yeah. I'm so. I, I might have to cancel. So I was going to ask you, you know, because that's when I became aware of you. But can you tell me a bit about sort of your journey in music up until that point? Up until then? Oh well, shit. Started in high school. I started playing guitar in tenth grade. About three months later, I played my first show. Wow. <laughs> played a in a in a punk band because that's what you play. Yeah. <laughs> three months into playing guitar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we wrote our own songs, too. And okay. then we did, you know, like Ramones and 
attempted to do Sex Pistols and GBH and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, it was kind of, it was, that's what started. And then I got into playing rhythm guitar in a band that played this concert against cancer, which was really cool. It was all the high schools in okay. Rockland County. They played in, uh, I think it was North Rockland. Someone know and tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, that was like my first big show. Mm-hmm. And I literally took a, a little leak in my pants <laughs> and lowered my guitar <laughs> so no one could see the spot. Because I was, I was so freaking scared. Because there were so many people there. And we played Driven to Tears by the Police, If Looks Could Kill by Heart, and I don't remember the other song. We played three songs. Okay. And I remember I played the first guitar lead, and I was playing for like six months at that point. Okay. <laughs> I was like, but I only played like two punk shows, and they were in front of friends in a garage. So, I mean, that didn't make me nervous. But yeah. being on a stage with lights and people I didn't know pissed my pants. <laughs> All right. Literally got a nice little hole, a little, little spot right there. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Anyway, that's what, that's what started it. And then I got a bunch of friends. We were doing covers in school. We were doing stuff like we were doing Iron Maiden. And we were the first band in Spring Valley High School to play Am I Evil. So I'm very proud of that. All right. So we are the first band in, to play Metallica at all. So, but that was like, okay, let's see how far back that goes. 85, 86. All right. So, that that was a great, that was great. So that band was cool. We played Black Sabbath and we played Maiden, we played Priest and all the great metal bands, you know? So that was the first cover band I was in. And from there, I just went right to this band Mutilation with a bunch of people I met at uh, Rockland Community College in 87. And that was the first time I met Machete. Okay. Was there. So he hooked me up with his friend Ronnie, played drums, and then we got together, and I was just getting mad at Rob because he was playing guitar at that time, and he played everything wrong. Symptom of the universe, everything. He just played it his way. Okay. And I'm like, dude, you're playing it wrong. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he'll, and he'll, he can't deny it because, you know, he's like, so what? So what if I'm playing it wrong? I'm like, dude, but that's not the way you play it. <laughs> so, but he wasn't in, uh, then we started Mutilation. It was me, Louis Lehman, who was the first guitar player in, in Generation Kill, and uh, Ronnie, and Dante Socha, and Randall Salmon. Dante's in Undivided, the singer-guitar player. He was the singer. Randall was in, uh, he started the NYDM. Oh, okay. So Randall uh, was playing bass. And that was mutilation. Then went to, geez, that band went through a bunch of things. That we got Machete in at one point. Did a, a three piece version of it at one point when Louis quit. And okay. then, then he got into MOD. I did this band Bad Seed, which was like Black Sabbath, Alice and Chainsy like stuff. Okay. And then we we got signed to Rock World Sony. Put out another album. Mutilation put out an album. We put out another album, Bad Seed, and I hope this isn't boring anybody. But I'm just trying to. No, no, I'm, going, going. I'm just trying to get it in chronological order here. And then I was in. Uh, I did Screwface with Jim DiMaria of Heathen and Toxic. I'm just wondering because I was looking at at your. Oh, oh my amp. And, yeah. Yeah, that's how old that amp is. Okay. <laughs> that, that's from like you know I've been I got that when I was in Bad Seed, so that was '95. Because I saw you had the Thanatonic sticker and you had a Gen Kill sticker and it's a screw face in the middle. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's, ma- that's made of <laughs> aluminum. I had a friend who had a, got a plasma cutter 
and he wanted to fuck with it and see what he can do. So okay. he took a piece of scrap aluminum yeah. and drew screw face with this. In all it. Right. Like, yo, screwed it on there. <laughs> took off all the 5150 stuff. Okay. So that's what my that's the screw face head. Yeah, that was a great band. That was with Scene Weiss, also slap happy pappy bass player. And uh, what did I do after that? I moved to Pennsylvania. <laughs> got a job managing a music store giving lessons at the same time and uh that was fun i didn't do dick for those five years well i did screw face for a little but that was about it mm. you just drive back to new york from allentown okay and uh yeah then i think the cover bands and uh yeah jen kill okay all right. Now, when I had uh, Rob Yules on the show, he had mentioned in pa- just in passing, we were talking about you know bands you guys were in together, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, Jay's got a, a master's degree in music, like so he just kind of mentioned that in passing, and I didn't know that about you. What made oh, yeah. you decide to, to like pursue that path and make music, you know, what you went to school for? Um, well, we, me and my wife, we moved back to New York from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I did not want to paint houses anymore. <laughs> like fuck this. So all, I painted our house. I did all the shit in our house to get it so we can move in. And then after a year, I was like, listen, I'm going to go back. I want to go back to school. Okay. You know? And, uh, you know, she's she's got a doctorate. So she's like, yeah, sure. You know? Okay. I had a high school diploma at that point. So I went back to school. And I was like, let me see what it's like. I went to Westchester Community, took a couple classes, and actually did well. Okay. You got you to gotta understand, in high school, I graduated next to last in my class. Thought I was just dumb. And all of a sudden, I was like, hey, I got brains they didn't know about. My brothers were like, hey, you're letting your inner geek out, you know? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm getting A's in college. I'm like, okay, you know, well, it's community college, whatever. Well, Let's see what happens. And I kind of had fun. And I was like, all right, I'm like, let me get my associates. So I got an associate's degree. And I'm like, uh, my, one of my professors in um, composition there said, well, I can get you into Lehman in the Bronx. I'm like, okay, you know, set you up with an interview. I'm like, all right. So I went in, aced the interview. Dr. Shockett let me in. And uh, I went, I got my I got my bachelor's in music, and I got my master's in music ed. I just kept going. There you go. And, you know, that's why every once in a while they call me professor. Okay. And I'm like, teaching, doing the student teaching was so freaking fun, though. Because <laughs> I got, like, I wanted to do high school. Because... High school is where you're in the class because you want to be, because you don't have to take it. It's right, an elective. It's an elective, yeah. Right? So I want people that want to be there. I don't want to teach junior high, have a whole bunch of, yeah, yeah. you know, hormone raging, you know, <laughs> teenagers going, I don't want to be here! You know, so I was like, uh. you know, I got to teach jazz band in that school and I got to do, uh, I, did a, I did music theory classes and the big band it was fun you know i got to bring my guitar in and jam with them nice you know especially with the jazz band yeah yeah i mean because that's all i did in lehman okay you know i got to play with <clears throat> bob stewart if you ever, anybody wants to look him up bob stewart is one of the most amazing tuba players not that huge freaking thing that you put your head through yeah, yeah. just so you know <laughs> it has four valves it's a little smaller it's still a big instrument but that guy is just a bad ass tuba player and he was my professor and okay. he didn't know i can play guitar because i sucked at jazz so i'm in class trying to just fake my way through <laughs> these, <laughs> these, these jazz standards and everybody's like how don't you know why don't you know this stuff it's a standard i go do you know how to play highway to hell and like, i'm like that's my standard <laughs> okay. i'm like do you know how to play seek and destroy <laughs> you know like, <laughs> those are my standards so like you know standards are different to every genre so you know 
so we're doing a blues in class and um he goes okay the guitar players you know you guys it's a blues why don't you take a solo never soloed in a class right so i'm like okay so we play the head and go into the solo and i play the solo after i finish he stops the band and goes whoa whoa you can play like that? <laughs> he goes, I expect so much more of you now, man. You ruined it for yourself. So I got screwed and had to go home and woodshed all these freaking 911 and 13 chords. And they mented. I was like, I knew the theory behind it, but I never applied it to guitar. Okay. So I just sat on the floor for like hours making my way through each chord and the, like these all these jazz pieces. And I'm like... Two days later, I show up to class and he goes, well, did you learn them? I'm like, of course I did. <laughs> I didn't let them know. It took me eight hours of my time <laughs> to get this shit down. <laughs> but that's the reason why I know jazz, because that guy drilled me every freaking class, and he was amazing. If anybody loves learning music, you know, like on their instrument, they, you know, this guy, he would tell you what piece he was doing, he would give you the history behind the piece, and then he would give you a theory lesson on the piece, and then you'd play it. Okay. And by the time you got to play it, you actually understood what the fuck it was about. And all the trumpet players, man, when I finished that solo, i got to go back to that. When I finished that solo, all the trumpet players, they're all ringers. They're all from the neighborhood. They're all like 70 years old. <laughs> they jump up. They're like, I knew he could fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> Because in case you guys don't know any trumpet players, they're fucking lead guitar players. Okay. They're the same. They're just like me. They're they're the same personality. <laughs> just ridiculous, ridiculously outspoken and loud. Okay. That's the trumpet player. That's right. what. And I kind of knew that because I played trumpet in elementary school. I never played my. I played like saxophone in fourth grade, and then like. Joined the chorus in middle school because they went to Six Flags, and that was kind of, oh yeah. And then like I tried to, I always bring this up, you know, if it's relevant. Like a friend of mine and I in high school tried to uh, tried to start a band, and then like he knocked up a chick, and I went to college, and that was kind of the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The knocking up the chicks in high school was a kind of a uh, that was a big thing in Spring Valley. Yeah, I mean, I was, not with me. Yeah, no. I mean, we were in we were in we were at high school. We were in college by then, but like we we were like writing real shitty poetry and was like, oh, these are gonna be our songs. And then like oh. he knew a little bit of guitar, and then so by the time we finished high school and we we're in college, like we we're going to community college together, to Sussex County, because uh, we were in Jersey, and like we got like one song that was like good enough for the just the two of us without like the rest of uh, having any other band members right and then i we finished you know he met a he dropped out of community college met a girl and got her pregnant i finished and then went you know to a university and i'm like all right well you don't really have time to do this anymore right yeah no college uh that was was, it's actually an experience that i think everybody should go through whether you want to be like a mechanic like look i did all the day jobs where i was painting or i was pipe fitting or i was doing whatever so i'm like i have nothing against you know physical labor as a as a living but you know i got to the point where i was like oh geez i can't do this anymore right, right, right. i don't want to go you know 40 feet up on a ladder and get stung by bees as i'm taking shutters off <laughs> yeah, i'm like i'm done with that and after you don't do it for a while you're really done right, with right, it. Right, you're right. like okay no fuck this but it's like i have all those skills though so in my own house, I could sweat pipe, did my, redid my entire house. I ripped apart my bathroom. My father-in-law helped me put the uh, new shower in. 
we just, you know, so we did all this crap, but that's all stuff I learned as I was growing up, not wanting to, uh, have a quote real job end quote <laughs> right, right. <laughs> while I played music. See, I don't know any of this stuff, and I bought a house a year and a half ago, and it's like fuck. Uh, you you know? gotta get, do you have the Home Depot book? <laughs> no, not, not yet, not yet. But maybe that I actually saved me a couple times, and it's actually a good book. So I called my dad the other day. I was like, "What do I do about this?" He's like, "Fucking Google it." I was like, "But you know what you're doing." He's like, "Fucking Google it." <laughs> right. I don't Google anything unless it comes to mechanics, like my snowblower mm-hmm. when that crapped out. I was like, okay, what happens when your snowblower does this? Like, well, you got to take it apart and check out. And I'm like, no, I bought a new one. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So we got to, you know, Generation Kill, and it, it looks like that band started in 08. How did that band come together? Well, I, th- I believe it was Dukes and Machete got together. Dukes was like on some downtime with the Exodus, mm-hmm. wanted to do something with friends. Okay. So he talked to Rob, and Rob got Dante Socia involved from aforementioned Undivided, and Louie involved, and they wanted Jim DiMaria, but Jim was uh, doing something else, and uh, they called me. Dante's like, look, if you're going to get have Louie and Trenzer in the band, there's no place for me. <laughs> he goes, I'm not playing guitar in a band with those two fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, he's very low self-esteem about his guitar playing, but he's an awesome guitar player. Mm. His rhythms are just ridiculous. He's like Hetfield with the right hand. I mean, seriously, he's really good. He just doesn't have any uh, confidence when it comes to lead playing. Okay. But anyway, so it ended up being the four of us, and then we got uh, Sam and Zara from Mortician to play drums. And so he played, on, and uh, we were just writing songs, man. Yeah, just wrote a bunch of stuff, recorded it with Johnny Rod at Johnny Rod Productions. He's he's freaking awesome. Dukes did um did, did like a lot of vocals for Exodus there. He did uh, the Let There Be Blood. He did all the vocals with Rod. Okay. So, John um, John he was actually here tonight too cuz he knows all of us in Trenzer. So. Okay. But uh yeah, that's how it started. Okay. All right, and then Generation Kill also collaborated with uh, Daryl McDaniel's DMC for Run DMC on uh, Fragile Mortals. Uh, You guys released an album in 2017. I was wondering if there was any chance of that happening again. It looks like now he's in another rock band called DMC and the Hellraisers that are going to be playing here at Dingbats. Yeah, I know. i got to come see him. I'm going to come dress like him, though. (laughs) I I found a costume on uh, Amazon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The glasses, the hat, and the gold chain. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Just to fuck with them. No, I love that guy. He's uh, when uh, it it happened because Dukes was uh, playing some festival in California. And, you know, he was staying here in New York still. Dukes was still living in New York. Daryl lives in Jersey. Okay. So they got, they were on the same, they met each other, I think the same flight or similar, you know, in the same place in the airport. Yeah. And Dukes like, dude, I can't believe you're here. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and he gave him the new album, uh, which was uh, "We're All Gonna Die," and Daryl's like, "Hey, I want to write a song with you." And he gave him his number. Daryl called him. It's like, "Hey, I want to write a song with you guys." One song. That's what it, ter- it started as. Right, right. Because there's a song on there, "Carney Love," and he wanted something similar. And I'm constantly writing, so I had I had written this uh, piece that was called "Stoner Bass." Okay. And that turned into "Lot Lizard." Okay. So, so it's like it, half of that, like I wrote the bass line, I wrote the, like pretty much the verses, and I was like, hey, Machete, check this out. This is perfect for what Daryl was explaining. 
and then we just pieced it together with some of Jason Velez's riffs <laughs> <laughs> that he had, and now then all of a sudden we had a song. And then, but we kept writing, and the next thing you know, Daryl's like, "Hey, why don't we just do a whole album?" Okay, I have to work with Daryl McDaniel's. Yeah, freaking, you know, rock star in his own right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And then they brought in uh, Ron Thal, Bumblefoot, and those guys are talking to me like I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we got this guy Ron Thal. I'm like, you got Bumblefoot? Oh, oh you, do you know who he is? I'm like, I've been listening to him for fucking 15 years, dude. I'm like, that's bad Ronald. <laughs> fucking blue Phil Collin from Def Leppard's mind when he played like Billy Joel back in... Uh, I'm not getting into Ron's fucking career. <laughs> anyway, no, I know who he is. I'm familiar. But, but Ron, but Ron, he's he's been an he was like an idol of mine, and then I got to work with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? And I'm trying not to fan out on the guy the yeah. first time we yeah, met. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so uh, you know, and I just start talking to him. And I'm like, okay. Can I ask him a question about how to play real? Do you think he'd mind? You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, can you teach me how to play real? I kind of have this. He's like, oh, no, it goes like this. And he's, like, so free with his, with, with whatever wisdom he has. He doesn't give a crap. And now those are, like, I would drive an hour and 45 minutes to his freaking house in Jersey just so I can play a solo in his home studio. Nice. <laughs> just to hang with him. <laughs> I was like, I did not care. It was the most. It was the most fun. I actually have a couple of those sessions on the video. Nice. And it's the most boring shit to anybody but me. Freaking amazing! <laughs> I got to work with him. I love the guy. He showed me how to use the thimble. Okay. And so I started using that. I don't use it for anything else but for my own fun because that's his thing. But I have been wanting to play a fretless guitar forever. When I played his double neck, I was like, dude, I have to get one of these. And every time I talk to him, I'm like, dude, when are you going to sell me one of those? Because <laughs> I'm not buying a new one. They're too fucking expensive. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even have to sign it. I don't even care if people know it's yours. I just want one for less money. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, so, so do you think there's any chance of, of Fred being a thing do, again? Doing or? a thing? Um, well, if it is, it's not going to be with Rob Machete. Well, right, right. So, but, uh, so if we redo it, I don't know what songs would stay what songs wouldn't stay i would love to go take it out on the road because daryl could you know daryl commands some cash yeah and it's always fun playing with him and if i uh have to <laughs> if i have to go out and buy a double b foot vga guitar oh well <laughs> it's like a, i mean i played this i played his uh fretless parts with a with a slide or a whammy bar Okay. That's the only way I can do it without having an actual fretless guitar. Yeah, I never got to see because I know you guys played here. I think at least. Yeah, once. we played here once. That was when uh, Robbie Freak was still here, and yeah, that was a fun show. We played a bunch of times. You know, think he? Where else did he play with us? Oh, Ron did a music fest with us in Bethlehem, oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl. The way he got us on that was Run DMC was playing the night before. Okay. And he told the promoters, I'll only do it if my band Fragile Mortals gets to play. <laughs> and they did it. And so, they had, so we saw them like Friday night and Saturday we played mm -hmm. for free. Like the main, like a stage facing like the, the Yingling Pavilion. If anybody knows that. Okay. You know exactly what I'm talking about right in front of the Steel Stacks. Awesome show. And we got DJ Chan. 
we got him, we got Chan to, to play also. Nice. So this is huge freaking band up on stage <laughs> playing this like rap metal-ish like weirdness and I was like and, and people are walking by and they're like have no clue who's on stage with us. Right. I'm like that's Daryl. That's Bumble fucking foot. I'm like that's DJ Jan. I'm like come on. I'm like he's the one who's doing you know the walk this way. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. him. <laughs> and that was so much fun. Yeah it was a lot of fun working with those guys. Well, I definitely hope that, uh, like I said, I'd like to, I'd like, I'd love to see it or, or hear more music from it. Speaking of other bands that you you did uh, in 2017, you and Rob Machete and Rob Yules were in the band The Pain Method, and Machete and Yules departed Gen Kill at that time. But as far as it seemed, you didn't. Was that was that that was that awkward at all that you were technically no. still no okay. no Yules didn't really. I don't think Yules really left either. It was just it was just this weird thing because you don't want to get into it. You don't have to. Nah, it's it, it's just a lot of a lot of crap, and I, you know I don't want to. No one needs to really hear that. Fair enough. You know, you want to hear that crap? Go to the TMZ. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I just thought it was weird at the time because I was like, yeah, it looks like he's still because there was like band photos that you were yeah. still in, and those I was like, it's weird. It, it was it was just a weird time and generation kill was kind of like it was like a break for everybody and all of a sudden i have one cover band and that's all i had so i i actually went to see ron thal when he was in doing asia okay right they were playing in westchester center it was like 10 minutes from my house so i went over to see him and <laughs> i'm like dude what's up i'm coming tonight no one else can make it it's just me and he's like all right i'll meet you after the show and you'll go hang out so i'm talking to him and i'm like dude i got a cover band. I need a new original band. I need something. You got anything for me? He goes, no, I don't, but just put yourself out there and don't say no. Next thing I know, I'm in six fucking bands. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, fuck you, Ron, man. You just screwed me up. <laughs> like, I got no time for anything, man. So I got three original bands now and three cover bands. Okay, wow. So as far as, we're not going to get into it because it sounds like, you know, You'd rather not, and that's fine. But so you guys were in the pain method, correct? Didn't really last too long. But Will from Thanatonic was right. also in the pain method, correct? And then when that split, you joined Thanatonic Desire. Well, it was just kind of you know just worked out that I was doing just the cover bands, and I, yeah. And Ben, the other yeah, guitar the player, quit yeah. at the same time. And then I saw I was on Facebook. Just scrolling through, and just so you people know, when I'm on Facebook, any posts is I'm on the shitter. So, <laughs> so, I'm on the shitter. I'm looking at Facebook, and well, I see Thanatonic Desire needs a lead guitar player. I'm like, oh, fucking will. All right, I filled out the form, and he texts me, and he goes, Are "You fucking serious? <laughs> like what?" He goes, you filled out the form. I'm like, what was it? What was I supposed to do? He goes, we're friends. You fucking text me. You call me. <laughs> so I, I just, I couldn't, at the beginning, it was really hard figuring out some of those songs. Mm -hmm. And I kept going on YouTube and like slowing it down. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm figuring out these songs and I just never felt like I had them good enough to try out so i kept going we kept pushing it off and pushing it off and dave and mace were like 
dude, what the fuck's up with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> now he wants to do it next week? Uh, fuck him. I've given him one more week, and that's it. And I actually showed up, and I tried out. And they're like, okay, he can ease in. But it was funny because, you know, it's like on when you're recording two guitar players, most of the time one guy's in one speaker and one guy's in right, the other speaker. Right. So what they did is they switched them around for the next album. So I figured out all of Mace's parts. <laughs> so the two of us are playing unison stuff to the whole song. And, you know, it's harmonies through the entire song for yeah. the most part. And I'm like, I figured out all of his stuff. And he's, I'm like, great. Now I got to go back to the drawing board and figure out all fucking Ben stuff. <laughs> and then I cursed Ben out because of his sweet picking. Because uh, that was the first time I ever learned how to do that, was trying to figure out his solos. Okay. Because I'm not, I never, I like Ingve Malmsteen, but I don't want to play like him. Fair enough. You know, I was always more of a, uh, I guess the, the blues guy. Okay. You know, I like the bluesier guys. I like Satriani. I love Eddie Van Halen. I love Zach. I mean, Dimebag. I mean, come on, just yeah. name those type of guys. You know, yeah, Billy yeah. Gibbons and Randy Rhodes. And I wanted to play guitar when I was a kid because of Ace Frehley. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, that guy's guitar smokes. <laughs> I was like, his guitar is smoking. That guy's spitting fire. I want to do that. My dad's like in the background going, Eli, turn off these communists. <laughs> They're Satan worshiping communists. I'm like, and I'm like, you know, six years old going, I want to do that, Dad. <laughs> so thinking about it, I think that. that because you were the the most recent member of Thanatonic, you're the only one until now that had not been on the show. Oh, okay. And I think that you're also like the final lineup of Pain Method. You're also the final member of that to be because I've had everybody else on the show. Cool. You're, like completing the. Did you have everybody in Generation Kill? No, I've not had everybody in Generation oh, Kill. Oh, so no. I'm not the last in that one. I think that you're, you know, I Yules, you. I mean, Mace plays with you guys right. live at least, and he's, you know, there was. Before you joined, they did their Decade of Desire show. Right. And so I had everybody I was, on. I was actually playing that day. I couldn't go. I was playing the, the show that day, too. Like, I had, I interviewed, like, everybody, all of the, the Ben Current and the former members. Like, kind oh, nice. Took, like, turns in between Oh, the first and singer stuff. and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. He's really cool. I think he came up when we played uh, Lucky 13. He came up and sang one of the uh, final breath or something. Yeah, it's always cool when, when they when they do that. But yeah, so like I said, we're kind of completing the completing the lineups here. Nice. So you're in another band. You mentioned you're, you've three original bands, you said, right? Correct. Which was Trenzer, which played tonight. Right. Looks like that's just your last name spelled a little different. Yeah, missing the C. That was those guys. Uh, the, the other three guys? Yeah. Like, dude, you write all the songs. You might as well just call it Trenzer. I'm like... Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, like, can't we call it anything else? <laughs> What's funny is I didn't realize when I saw this show come out, oh, Thanatonic, and I didn't, I didn't even put it together. And then I saw something else on Facebook. I was like, oh, f duh. <laughs> like, of, of course, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, the C throws people off. And, and, and actually, that's like if someone spells my name, they spell it like that. Yeah, okay. That's why. That's what I figured. I figured that you just did that for ease of not fucking it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, now you can spell it. It's phonetically. <laughs> it's spelled phonetically. There you go. Which is kind of weird, because phonetically is not spelled phonetically. That's <laughs> true. So how did <laughs> so how did that band come together? Oh, uh, well, I was doing nothing before. It was in between everything, before Thanatotic and everything. So it was like 2019. And, okay, I got this wrong So I'm, <laughs> the other day. Because I did speak to Adam, the bass player. 
Adam Bronner about like for years. I was like, dude, I got these tunes. I need a. I want you to, you know, because we've been friends forever. Never played in a band together. Okay. And I was like, dude, I want you to hear some of this stuff. So I played it for him. And he's like, dude, you got to send it to me. It's awesome. And then years would go by. And I finally was like, okay, I got nothing going on. Let me send him. I'm like, Adam, I'm going to send this to you. And he's like, okay, listen, I'm going to send this shit to Forrest too. See if he wants in. Okay. And I was like, okay. And all of a sudden the three of us were jamming. And I just kept throwing it. Like after we got one song, I threw out another one. My shitty drum beats and everything. <laughs> and I programmed them. And then I uh, started sending Forrest stuff with guitar in one, one ear and click track in the other ear and just going here you go man write your drum beats you know and then they never even changed anything only until we got dave in the band and that was like fucking last year (laughs) we were together for like we were just jamming like whenever you know like every other month for like two years okay just getting together and and you know covid hit and everything and that fucked everything up so how would you say that the sound... I, I really enjoy this. How would you say that the sound of Trenger compares to your other projects or what other bands... For oh. for, for, for people that have never heard the band before. It's kind of... It, like... Because I wrote a lot of the stuff for Bad Seed also, the music. Okay. So if it, that was kind of like Black Sabbath-y with Alice in Chains like vocal harmonies. Okay. You know, because Alice in Chains was awesome. Yeah. And they were big back then in 95. <laughs> So we were like, yeah, let's jump on the bad wagon and do some, uh, you know, you know, double and triple harmonies here, you know. But this band, we, we don't do the vocal harmonies like that. But Dave is such a good freaking singer. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of let him do whatever he wants over it. And it was like, there's a song that we played tonight that it was supposed to be the uh, like guitar solo at the end. And I didn't put the guitar solo on yet because I wanted him to get his vocals on. Yeah, yeah. And then, because I, I want to play something and then have it out of key with what he's doing. Right. You know, like vocals and lead guitar because, you know, you're both doing some of uh, the soprano melody parts. So he just sang this whole fucking thing and I was like, oh, I'm not doing a solo now. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, the, but the, the, the sabbath one, I don't know the names of all these songs still, unless they're on paper. Mm-hmm. Unless I look at them and I go, oh, yeah, all right. Because <laughs> I'm still calling them what we've been calling them for three years right, now. Right, 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 So there's, a one, there's this one song I wrote when 13 came out from Sabbath. Okay. And I was like, this is such a fucking killer album. And I was like, so I wanted to write a song that would fit on that album for some reason. And that's one of these songs. Okay. I'm actually going to have to look it up so I can freaking tell you. Rive Lies. That's the Sabbath song. Okay? okay. When you listen to it, it's fucking Black Sabbath. Okay. <laughs> so that one's a, that one's a Sabbath-like song. Then there's uh, another song on here, which is kind of like I was writing. Um, Eddie Leeway want, needed some music. Okay. And he asked Dank, who was in the band at the time, to get some stuff together. And Dank's like, hey, uh, you guys want to write some music? And I was like, okay. And I was supposed to send it to Laz from El Nino. Okay. And, uh, Love that band. So, but I gave, I sent my stuff to Machete, and I found out, well, years at, later, after we stopped speaking, that he didn't send any of it to Laz. Oh, jeez. So I was like, okay, fine. So that's a place for us. That That's the lyric video that we have out now. That happened. That song was called Leeway. <laughs> so fucking long. Okay. But uh, that's how shit comes about. You know, it's like I write a song, 
it just kind of doesn't fit a band that I'm playing with. It just stays there. Right. You right. know, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, what do you guys think of this? And they just throw out songs. I'm like, I got this one, I got this one, I got this you one. Got I got stuff this. to, yeah, you know, like the, a portfolio. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted it to be like a stoner band, you know, like obviously Sabbath, Sleep, Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. you know, like bands like that where you get, where you can get a little weird, you get a little trippy, but you, it's all like, you know, it's like you can go on a riff for like fucking 10 minutes and just make people zone out without even being high. That's the type of band I wanted. And it just kind of expanded a little bit more than okay. that. But Sabbath, I guess one is kind of Alice in Chainsy. You got some leeway in there. I don't know. Well, and then tonight you guys covered Ozzy and you covered Van Halen. Yeah, and those weren't even my picks. And those are two of my favorite guitar players. All right. <laughs> that was Forrest the drummer. I met him in 87 right out of first round in uh college and we've never played in a band together but we've been we've always talked about it and same thing with adam adam and dave i know um they were in my grade in high school too so we've all been friends since like 40 years yeah like, <laughs> yeah like 84 <laughs> it's fucking forever it's awesome because you know we've always been friends mm -hmm. so it's not not like there's been a fight we got together we just met this guy whatever yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no we've been friends and mm -hmm. we we all respect each other even though insults fly like constantly yeah, yeah. you know that's how you know you're good friends i know <laughs> yeah, exactly i'm not gonna get into that but forrest also plays with me and fuck it with dank okay and uh that when you're one of the cover bands that's one of the cover bands and uh, <laughs> we actually wrote two originals two more leeway songs i wrote for him I'm just going to say this because Forrest doesn't want me to. Dank goes, drum, Forrest, drum. <laughs> <laughs> and scene from uh, the scene who plays bass with him in the other band goes, goes, why the fuck did I never thought of that? <laughs> Holy shit, what's wrong with me? <laughs> drum, Forrest, drum. Every fucking rehearsal. <laughs> Okay. So what are your other, I was going to ask if there's any other bands that you should know about, but or that the fans should know about. You said you're in three cover bands, so what are your okay, other Okay, well, it is uh, one. We play mainly heavier rock, metal, you know, Sabbath and Priest and Slayer and stuff like that. But we also have a keyboard player. Okay. Wait, and Which is fucking hysterical. It's awesome. He plays the harmonized parts in, like, Rain of Blood. <laughs> and we're, so we're playing we're playing post-mortem rain and blood and there's fucking this distorted hammond organ sound going on it's <laughs> awesome you know and it's great because we get to do you know deep purple and you know we're doing highway stars smoke on the water or something mm -hmm. and he's playing keys I fucking love it you nice. know so i said that because the other band i'm in steve and dank are both in also steve is the keyboard player and fuck it okay. and dank plays bass in this band too and Steve was playing something, some doors at one of our, he thought it was only a metal player, but I'm like, dude, I can play all that stuff. I grew up on that. Right. You know? So I'm like playing the, all of a sudden I started playing the doors with him and he goes, do you know this? And I'm like, yeah, I know that song. And I started playing whatever, you know, good loving or something like that. And he's like, want to be in the psychedelic cats? I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'm like in my head I got Ron going never say no always say yes yeah, I'm yeah. like okay <laughs> so now I'm in the psychedelic cats also we play all 60 psychedelic music and it's really fun because I get to use guitars that I don't use for any of the other bands I get to use my tellies I get to use my strat I get to use my washburn with the p90s and jazz box and just 
you know, get weird yeah. and trippy, yeah. use effects that I don't use for any other band, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's just fun. And then uh, the third one is Vinyl Meltdown, which I put together back in 2004. And that's with my buddy Greg from high school, too, who I played in Oblivion. He didn't, we didn't even spell it correctly. <laughs> but we, it, you know, it's Oblivion. Yeah. But we spelt it Ablivion <laughs> because we wanted the A and the N to be the Metallica logo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And you can't do that with an O. Oh, yeah, not really. <laughs> so we were oblivious. <laughs> but Greg was the singer in that band. doing. So we've been, and we've been friends all this whole time, too. And, uh, yeah, so that's Final Meltdown. We play out a lot. A lot of everything from country to freaking metal. Okay. Everything in the middle. I'm not sure how I've not crossed paths with any of these bands before. Well, we usually don't play in Jersey, that's why. I don't know that would explain it. You're more up in, like, in New York. York. Okay. Yeah. You know, we don't play in shit Hatton or anything like that. I'm not too far. You know, I'm in North Jersey, so I'm not too far from Yeah, there. no. Like, I work in Middletown. No, we, we, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we play um, in Pearl River a okay. lot, you know. That's right on the border. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I used to work in Mawa, so I'm Okay, yeah. There, yeah, so we play Pearl River. We play uh, Nyack. We play in Westchester, so. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye out. So, I'm going to ask you now the same question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show. Which is, how do you feel about the current state of where the music industry is? Sucks balls. Well, there we go. There you go. <laughs> it sucks balls. Mainly because people don't want to come to shows. Especially after COVID. And mm-hmm. it was even, it, was, it wasn't that, it's actually gotten better since COVID. But the thing is that you can get, like Generation Kill puts out an album, right? The next fucking day, it's all online. Right. You can listen to everything for free. You can burn it. Everybody has the uh, MP, uh, the YouTube to MP3 converter, you know? So every someone puts it on YouTube, everybody has it for free. A band like us doesn't make a shit ton of money on our music anyway, right. even if we sold CDs, you know? But it doesn't even seem like people come to the shows, they don't want to get in for free, and then they want free shirts, and I'm like, dude, at least if you're going to steal the music, come to a show, pay to get in, buy a fucking shirt. Right. You know? Buy a hat. Buy a coaster. Do something <laughs> to support the band. Right, right. Otherwise, we're not going to put music out anymore. I mean, I'll just play in cover bands. <laughs> you know? Because I make money with them. Yeah. You know? Like, it seems uh, to be a thing. Like, like, I was texting somebody before the previous guest on the show who's looking for a drummer to play in a System of a Down cover band. Right. Cover <laughs> bands make a shit ton of money. And I was like... Do you know I tried to join an ACDC tribute band at one point? Oh, yeah? Back in the 90s? Because I know every ACDC song. Okay. <laughs> and the guy saw me and said no because I was too big. Okay. I'm not, I wasn't even fat. I was like 150 pounds, 160 pounds. And I'm like 230 now. Right, right. <laughs> but like, I was skinny. I had the hair, but I was just too tall. I'm like, and I'm only 5'9". I'm not a tall dude. Right, right. But I was too big to be Angus Young. Right, right, because that's the thing with tribute band versus cover band. Cover right. band, you can look like whatever tribute band they want you to play the right. part. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who they are anymore, but it was back in the 90s, and I was like, man, that would be fucking cool, you know? Because I know all the Angus stuff. I right. know all those moves and everything. I tried... I mean, I cut my I cut my jeans back in junior high so I can have shorts like him. <laughs> <laughs> and my first guitar was an SG I bought from my friend in ninth grade, uh, which was cool because I bought the guitar and I had saved up like three hundred and fifty bucks from birthdays and everything. 
and I took that out and I bought the guitar for three hundred dollars for my friend nice. Josh Lungeon, if you're listening. <laughs> so, and then uh, my dad saved up enough money. He wanted to go cross country with the family, pop up tent, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He bought he bought a fucking Dodge Aries station wagon, <laughs> got a pop up tent, and. Piled us, the three of us kids in there, my, my mom, and we went cross country. Okay. So I start, that's why I started playing guitar in 10th grade. Okay. All right. <laughs> because I was, go, I was, uh, I was in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't make it to California though. We turned around in Arizona because mm. we were kids. I was 13, whatever. Yeah. But you know, we wanted to go to Disney. We were going to Florida. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and then the last thing is just what's next for, for you and all of your bands? I know that last year, Jen Kill put out a new album uh, with Trenzer. You guys just put out a five-song EP. Correct. And with Phantotonic Desire, you guys have been releasing new singles. Right, because that seems to be the easiest way to go about it. It Fair really enough. does. Yeah. It's, it's for being a self-contained unit and having everything that we do in-house, like mm-hmm. the recordings, the albums, the, the releases. Will does it all. Will is like... The mastermind behind right, right. all of it, you know, Doc Watch Hollows. Yeah, yeah. We, I asked you him know? about that. When I, you know, Will was on the fourth episode of this podcast, and I asked him all about that back yeah, then. Yeah, so Doc Watch Hollows, it's all fucking Will. You know, he does all of that stuff, you know, so it seems to be the best way to go about it. And just watch all the uh, famous musicians, you know, like the, I don't know, name someone. Taylor Swift, there you go. Okay. She releases like three, four singles, and then an album comes out. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? So we figured, eh, why not? Let's try this. Okay. Nothing else. You know, release albums. Again, no one buys them. One person buys it, puts it on fucking YouTube. <laughs> Except, thing is, with the New Generation Kill album, you don't get the hidden track if you buy it online. You have to buy the actual physical CD. Because it's a good thing I have one. So they, you, <laughs> did you ever listen past La, La Fin de Mon? I think I listened to the whole thing. Uh, the, no, you got to let La Fin de Mon go like seven minutes after. Yeah, I'm fa- I, I, I listened to it the day because I'm going to be honest, I didn't buy it. Yules gave it to me. Okay. But he, uh, when I had him on the podcast, he gave me a copy and I listened to it on the drive home. That we, I saw you at that show when he right. was playing with Evolution Empire. With, right, with yeah. Nino. Oh, that was fucking great, man. Yeah. I, I, and Head P.E.'s playing here. Yes, yes they I are. I love Head P.E. Yeah, so uh, I missed them because I was interviewing him outside the venue. Oh, okay. The yeah, I remember that. City. But uh, yeah, he gave me the album and I listened to it on the drive home. But So you didn't get to the end of it? I think I did. I mean, I was driving from the city to North Jersey. I think I got all the way through. Oh, okay. Well, unless you heard something really odd after La Fin de Mon. I'm going to have to go back and gonna check it out. You're going to have to listen to it. <laughs> it's freaking cool. And uh, just the... Let everybody know if they actually did hear that. There are no keyboards on it. That's all me. I did everything but the bass and drums and vocals. Okay. So when you hear like keyboard stuff, that's just me fucking around on guitar. All right. <laughs> I literally layered, I think there's like 26 tracks of guitar on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last chord in that song is literally hands mashed on a keyboard. So okay. like 44 notes of of just blah yeah 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 yeah. so i wanted to do that 
So I played as many as I could on each track, like that my fingers could grab, and I would write down which ones that I did already, and then I would do the next track, and I had like 16 tracks of that. Wow. <laughs> it's fucking fun, though. I love it. When you have unlimited time and unlimited tracks on Pro Tools or something, it's just fun. <laughs> it sounds like it. So... Are you working on, you know, like Thanatonic, like I said, you guys are doing singles. Right. Trenzer, you guys just put out the EP. Jen Kill, you guys had the album last year. I know that Will keeps posting all the shit he's got going on, but he's in Thanatonic and Whiplash. Whiplash. So I know that you guys have at least a couple shows, but so what's what's sort of the, the plans going forward as far as shows, music? Well, we're going to see. You know, it's like since we, you know, Will is in Whiplash, fingers crossed, maybe something will come of a tour with that, with Jen Kill which would be really fun. And then there's actually, now you only have one member left to make Thanatonic on that show. Hint, hint, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because Mace is playing with you guys. Right. So it's like, well, you already have the guitar players and the will, and then, wait a minute, we need a drummer. Maybe he can be drum tech. There you go. (laughs) Tony, I'm looking in your direction. <laughs> uh, fucking funny. I love that guy. He, one time he comes over to me after a Jen Kill show we played here. He comes over and it, it kind of bugged me out because I know who he is. Mm-hmm. And before I played guitar, I had a Whiplash, Whiplash album. Okay. okay. So you, you got to understand that, like, that goes way back. Right, right. And I'm like, uh, all I saw was this guy with a handlebar mustache and I bought the album. <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy looks cool. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And then that guy is standing in front of me watching me play solos. And I'm going, okay, this is freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> and then, <laughs> But he, he wanted to do a full-out Shred album with me. Okay. And I was like, okay. That's what I said. I'm like, okay, when do you want to do it? And I think he was just drunk, but. <laughs> it was. I love the guy. Like, I'll, yeah, if he, if he was like, dude, I want you to play in Whiplash. Okay, I'm not saying no. Well, no, that's that's the ethos, right? That's Don't the say ethos. No. <laughs> Don't say no. And it, yeah, it's the f- fuck Nancy Reagan, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just say yes. <laughs> I don't know. Most people are listening. No, to this. I'd be like, "Who the fuck is Nancy Reagan? <laughs> She's <laughs> she in that band with?" <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but I knew you know. Despite despite the difference in age, I knew where you were going. With that. Okay, I got it. <laughs> oh, I'm all too familiar with that. Me and my friend tried to pry the weed out of the box. <laughs> you know, yeah, with the little did, booklet and book thing that they get there. They came over to school. You know, friend, I'm like, I'm like, Don, you got your, got your pocket knife. Can we pop this up? I'm like, let's get some weed. Well, that's like when I, I remember when I was in, not to go too far off the, but when I was in middle school, they had us take this like it was a, a anonymous survey. To, they wanted to gauge like drug use amongst fucking middle schoolers, right? And like all, there's all these questions on here about like abusing like prescriptions and shit. I didn't know that was a thing you could do till I read this. Took this fucking right. survey, and now you're like, oh, what does like, mom have in the like, cabinet? It's like, oh, this is a this. I didn't even. I had no idea, and it didn't. It, you know, it wasn't a thing that I went ahead and did. But like, the idea wasn't even in my head until right. the school's like, here, take this survey about drug use. Yeah, I had no, <laughs> I had no clue about uh, prescription drugs until I was like 24, 25. And then my friend friend of mine was like, yo, look what I got from my mom. I'm like, what'd you get from your mom? Well, I took him from her, and he has a bottle of Valiums. 
Oh, wow. And I'm like, what do we do with them? And he's like, well, take one and chug a beer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> I get like drooling. Like, okay, this is not fun. Like, <laughs> I'm never into it, man. I tried it. I just never remember. Into it. I just remember distinctly that the survey thing had mentioned codeine, and my dad had just been—he had just gotten hurt at work oh, and was on it. Tylenol with codeine. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, so all right, well, whatever. Like, and again, I didn't do anything with it, but again, I never even would have thought until they were like, here, let's take this thing. Yeah, we were when I was back in mutilation. We were just a bunch of fucking fuck ups so <laughs> that was fun though we got to play with a bunch of bands back then and i was just one of my students in pedico i think that's how you say it i'm like they're from like chicago or something and i was like i'm listening to them and i'm looking at the pictures of them on youtube and i'm going i think i played with these guys i'm like they're, you know the album was from like 91 and okay. i was like i think i know them i think mutilation <laughs> played with these guys i'm like and i'm figuring out the song and i'm like i don't know man just really weird like he keeps one of my students loves getting into like late yeah. 80s early 90s thrash metal yeah and he keeps sending me stuff i've never heard of wow like brazilian stuff <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and i'm like but it's from that same time oh, and yeah. i'm like i know this song i'm like why do i know this song I'm like holy shit Okay, well, I guess I did play with them. Well, so. like I was trying to figure out when I was listening to the Trenzer single, as soon as it started, and as soon as I heard the singer, I was like, do I know this guy from somewhere? This guy sounds really familiar to me. And I, I still can't figure out what it sounds like to me, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, well, Dave used to sing, well, he wrote his own songs back right out of high school, somewhere in the mid-90s, I guess. And he, I always thought he, his song sounded like the Foo Fighters. Okay. So he's Dave Foo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we knew so many Daves. All right. You know, there was like, okay, you're Dave Foo. <laughs> He's in my phone as Dave Foo. Yeah, he sings in a cover band too. Him and Adam are in a different cover band together. Okay. So, like, we're all just like, why don't we get Dave to sing? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's get him to sing, man. I'm like, thank God I fucking said it. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's that's all I've got for you. I want to thank you for your for your time. You've already had a busy night. You played two sets. Yeah. Taken. Uh, how the fuck long have you been doing an hour with me? To... Yeah. No, I'm gonna go uh, drink now. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you. All righty then. All right, man. Thank you so much.
Thanatonic Desire with their latest single, Nobody Makes It Out Alive. I want to thank Jay Trenzer for being on the show. If you want to follow his many projects on social media, because there are so many of them, I'm going to include the links in the description of the episode. But all of his current bands are Generation Kill, Thanatonic Desire, and Trenzer. Those are the original music bands. And then the cover bands are Fugit. Vinyl Meltdown, and The Psychedelic Cats. If you want to follow Jay Bunny's Music Hub on social media, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. There is still a TikTok that's not <laughs> got much there, but it still exists. And don't forget also, if you believe in supporting music the way that I do, by buying it, you can also follow Industry Embers at Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to tweet or post your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Now, as for what is next for the show, I've always got emails in and out trying to get guests on the show. 
Uh, we have a few things that are pending. As always, I'm not going to say who it is until it is recorded, just in case it doesn't end up happening. Still remember the one time I told somebody, hey, I'm getting this person on the show, and then like the day of it got canceled, and that was four years ago, and I've never been able to reschedule that interview. So yeah, don't disclose until it's done. So I think that is really all that I've got for you guys today. I'm going to leave you with the opening track from the Trenzer EP Eponymous. This is a place for us. Until next time, guys. Reeling. 
that's all there is.